So many home fragrance scents smell unnatural, super sweet, chemically, or maybe even like a part of the mall you can't wait to escape. And after learning that the candle industry contributes to an insurmountable amount of non-recyclable waste, carbon emissions, and toxicity in our air, I am so happy that Notes Candles exists. Notes Candles is on a mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option without giving up high-quality fragrance that actually seems amazing. I have been loving burning the Santal and Atlas Cedar scent. It's woodsy, calming, and smells so good. I can't get enough. I love it. And they have other amazing one-of-a-kind fragrances like oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, and pistachio and rose water. Every single one of them is exceptional. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high-quality home fragrance by making the switch to Notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notecandles.com slash bestofyou. Right now, Notes is giving listeners 15% off and free shipping when you buy a Notes starter kit using code bestofyou. Just use code bestofyou when placing your order. That's code bestofyou at notescandle.com slash bestofyou. Your body is an amazing machine. It turns food into energy, heals wounds, supports your consciousness, and so much more. But it needs the right fuel to function at its best. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition with high-quality ingredients and less than three grams of sugar. This fall, you will want to try Organifi Gold. This delicious superfood tea helps you sleep and recover so you can wake up feeling refreshed and energized. It supports rest and relaxation, a healthy immune response, and a better response to stress. And don't forget about Organifi's other products, including their red juice, which is still my favorite, a delicious superfood punch that increases energy without the caffeine. You can reach for it in the afternoon instead of that sugary snack. You can experience Organifi's high-quality superfoods for less than $3 a day. Go to www.organifi.com backslash bestofyou and use code bestofyou for 20% off your order. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com backslash bestofyou and use code bestofyou for 20% off any item. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Allison, and I'm so glad you're here to discover what brings out the best of you. This podcast is all about breaking free from painful patterns, mending the past, and discovering our true selves in God. I can't wait to get started as we learn together how to become the best version of who we are with God's help. Hey everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Best of You podcast. I am so glad you are here. We are starting a brand new series this week. It's going to be the next four weeks leading into Christmas. We are in the midst of the holidays, and so I'm going to walk you through five steps to navigating overwhelming emotions. And this is based on my book, Boundaries for Your Soul, How to Turn Your Overwhelming Thoughts and Feelings into Your Greatest Allies. These five steps come directly out of that book, and they're pretty deep step. Each one warrants almost a whole episode, right? This takes some work to really look inside of yourself and begin to establish a healthy relationship with the different emotions or the different parts of you that inevitably get triggered or activated, especially during the holiday seasons, but really at any time in our lives. And so, What I want to do in this series is really dig deep into each of these steps because each one is sort of a whole world in and of itself, 
as a way to equip you with tools this holiday. So every single episode, you'll have a new tool to begin to manage the feelings that stir up inside of you, especially the hard ones when there's anger or even just irritation or annoyance or anxiety or frustration or even sadness or grief or fear. These are normal emotions to experience anytime, but especially at the holidays. The holidays tend to evoke a lot of these different emotions inside of us. So this series is designed to help you look at this as an opportunity, right? An opportunity to grow in extending compassion toward yourself, to grow in regulating your emotions, which is a skill we all need. If you go back to episode 70, I did a deep dive into mastering the art of emotional intelligence, right? One of the skills required to be an emotionally intelligent person. It doesn't mean stuffing your emotions, right? It doesn't mean criticizing yourself for having emotions. It means learning to regulate emotions. It means learning how to tolerate the experience of emotions, even the negative ones, in a healthy way and allow them to inform your decision making so that you can set healthier boundaries on behalf of yourself, so you can speak up on behalf of yourself, so that you can take charge of the plans you're making. And so this is an opportunity. This month of December is an opportunity to pay attention to your own internal landscape, to the cues your emotions are sending you so that you can lead yourself wisely, right? Because as you lead yourself wisely, as you show yourself compassion, as you pay attention to the cues your emotions are sending you and give yourself the care and attention that you need, you will create that same kind of oasis of emotional and spiritual health for everyone around you. When you nurture the inside of your soul from a place of curiosity and compassion, the oasis that you create spills out to everyone around you. So we're going to start with some quick, basic truths about the role of emotions. Number one, emotions in and of themselves are not bad or good. They're not bad emotions or good emotions. Emotions just are. They're cues that your body sends you, and they're important cues. They're cues that help you understand how you are responding to the environment around you. As you notice an emotional cue on the inside of you, there's a signal. Something is happening here. Something is happening that is activating my system, my nervous system that I need to pay attention to in order to respond in an appropriate, healthy way to the environment around me. And so when you notice something like anxiety or overwhelm or stress or negativity, what most of us try to do is we try to brush it aside or we try to numb it. Right. One of those two things. We try to talk ourselves out of it, logic our way out of the emotion. I shouldn't feel that way. It's stupid to feel that way. I'm a bad person for feeling that way. Right. We try to guilt trip ourselves out of feeling that way. Or we just try to distract ourselves or numb ourselves from feeling the way we feel. But what we really need to do is simply notice, pay attention. Oh, that is so interesting. I'm not feeling excited about the holiday coming up. I'm not feeling excited about this family gathering. I'm feeling stressed out. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling really frustrated. 
I wonder what that's about. We need to pay attention to those emotional cues. As we pay attention to those emotional cues, we get healthier. We learn to make wiser decisions on behalf of ourselves and on behalf of the people who are in our lives. Because when our boundaries are healthy, we're going to show up in a healthier way with the people that we love. So the goal of this work of paying attention to our emotional cues is not to silence our emotions or to make them go away. We want to experience a full range of emotions. That's what makes us human. Jesus experienced a full range of emotions, right? We see this throughout the scriptures. We see Jesus experiencing the full range of human emotions. As we attune to ourselves, the goal is to experience that full range of emotions without being taken over by those emotions. Because it's a paradox. When we try to stuff or silence our emotions, they actually get bigger and hijack us in the moment, right? So if you're feeling anxious, you don't want to be at a family gathering, you wish you didn't have to go. Instead of paying attention to that, you just try to ignore it or bypass it. You end up spending five hours at this family gathering because you didn't say, hey, I'm going to put a limit on the amount of time I can be there because I know it's not going to bring out my best self, right? And then you're sitting there and you've silenced those emotions. And guess what? Someone looks at you sideways or someone says something that lands on you a little wrong and all of those emotions explode, right? They erupt in that moment. And so if we don't do the work on the front end of paying attention to the emotions, of building trust with our own emotions, those emotions will come out. They're going to hijack us in the moment and they're going to come out way bigger than if we had simply attuned to them and cared for them all along the way. So this is incredibly important, this emotional health, this emotional maintenance, paying attention each day. What am I experiencing today? What am I noticing? What am I feeling? If I don't pay attention to that, it is going to come out somehow. And so this is a daily practice of noticing, of becoming more aware of your emotional states. And you can make these emotions allies to you on your journey toward health. Your emotions will help you establish healthier relationships with yourself, with God, and with other people. Today, we're going to take on the first two steps because they kind of go hand in hand. The first step is to focus on an emotion. Now, that can sound counterintuitive at first. You're like, why would I want to focus on my emotion, especially if it's an emotion I don't like? But the reason that it's important to focus on an emotion is this. Think about if you were to look at an object under a microscope, right? You take the object and you put it under the microscope so that you can see it better. When you do that, the minute you take that emotion out in front of you and look at it, you've created distance from it. This is a process that psychologists call differentiation. You differentiate from that emotion. So suddenly, instead of just feeling so angry, when you focus on the anger, you say, oh, I'm angry. What is that anger about? And you get a little distance from that anger, right? You take that anger out and you put it in front of you. You're looking at it from a healthy distance so you can see it more clearly. So often what happens is the emotion takes us over. I'm just so angry. I'm just so anxious or I'm just so sad. 
you're already triggered or activated. You're aware that there's negativity inside your soul, right? And right there, just when I say that, and you can even do this as I'm talking with you right now, notice where do you feel that emotion? Where do you feel that activation in your body? How do you know that there's negativity inside of you? Whatever it is, just notice that feeling of activation that feels unpleasant. And in that very act of noticing it, in that very act of going, man, I just don't feel good right now. I'm angry or I'm frustrated or I am just so exhausted. You are noticing something really important. You're noticing that cue, okay? And so focusing is simply taking that one step further and actually like that microscope going, wait a minute, I'm going to examine that for a second. I'm anxious. Isn't that interesting? Where do I notice that anxiety? Oh my gosh, I'm so tense. And you start to ask yourself questions. Where do I feel it physically? Oh my gosh, my body is just so tense. Or man, I just feel feel it in the pit of my stomach, or I can just feel this charge of energy coursing through my veins. Like I just, I just feel so adrenalized. You know, you begin to notice what is that feeling and how does it show up in my body? And then you might take it one step further as you focus on that feeling. Is there a thought or an image that comes to mind? When I focus on it, you might even close your eyes and just imagine, just really do a body scan and kind of notice in your body, man, I just, I don't know. I just, it's like, I feel like I'm revved up like an engine, you know, you might feel that way. Or I just feel so angry. Like I, I just want to like crawl out of my skin. You know, I just want to lash out at somebody, but I'm trying to hold myself back. Or I just feel so scared. Like I just want to disappear and go away. Or I just feel so worried. Like my thoughts are just like a spinning wheel. Begin to notice or focus on what it is that you're feeling. And again, the goal here, as you focus on this feeling, you're getting a little distance from it. You're moving from being inside the feeling to having a tiny little bit of healthy distance from it. Okay, that's where that anger is. I feel it. It's, it's not comfortable. I don't love feeling that way, but there it is. I'm naming it, right? I'm calling it into being. It's true. It's what's happening. I'm not going to gaslight myself out of feeling this way. This is how I'm feeling. I might as well get curious about it. And curiosity is a huge part of this step of focus. It's getting curious about what you're really feeling. How familiar is it to you? I've been feeling this way a lot lately. Isn't that interesting? I wonder what that's about. When did it start? Have I been feeling this way for months or did I just notice it today? And and if I just noticed it today, what was it that triggered this emotion, right? You're engaging in a process of curiosity as you notice this feeling that's been activated inside of you. And as you get curious about this experience of activation, This powerful act of differentiating from it gives you just a little bit more control 
over it. You start to control your emotions versus the other way around. You're the wise parent in the room. And this is all based on this internal family systems model of therapy. I've talked about it a lot on here. I did a whole six-part series on this model, starting with episode 39 back in February called Boundaries for Your Soul. It's a whole series. You can go back and listen to that series for a more in-depth overview of the different components of this model. But the key thing that you need to know is as you put your focus on this negative emotion, this negative experience of activation inside your soul, you are creating healthy distance from it, which empowers you to manage and lead yourself through the experience of that emotion instead of that emotion leading you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. The holiday season can bring up so many emotions. It's normal to feel sad or even anxious about holiday gatherings. I hear so many people talking about the different stressors and complicated feelings that come up as a result of the holidays. Adding something new and positive to your life during the holidays is a great way to counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amidst all the stress and overwhelm of the holidays. Something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. You know I'm a big proponent of therapy. I think it's something everyone can benefit from. Whether you're dealing with wounds from the past or whether you just need to talk through how to set healthier boundaries with your work or with your time or even with certain family members, therapy is a fantastic resource for anyone. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, which makes it super accessible and super easy to schedule, especially if you work during the day or if you have a hard time finding somebody locally who can meet with you. You fill out a brief questionnaire, which helps you find someone who's a good fit. You can always mention that your faith is important to you and be sure to ask for someone who will honor that aspect of your life. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Best of You today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Best of You. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take your conversations with your audience to the next level, you can use Q&A, you can use polls, you can use all the things to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in so many ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. I've been using Spotify for Podcasters, and it is so easy to use to get your work out into the world. So if you want to make a podcast, I recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. So I want you to hear the difference when you differentiate from emotion and you gain a little bit more control over it. It allows you to speak on behalf of that emotion in a constructive way, as opposed to speaking from the emotion. We talk about this in Boundaries for Your Soul, and I want to give you some examples of that because it's super powerful. When you are aware that you're getting angry and you felt it in your body and you focused on it, you're like, oh, I am 
angry right now. Let's say you're with a spouse or you're with a family member and you're starting to feel heated inside and you start to become aware of your anger. If you're speaking from anger, you might get really loud. You might yell. You might just get sort of passive aggressive. Here's an example of speaking from anger. Fine. Just have it your way. It's always your way anyway. Door slam, right? That's what it sounds like when you speak from anger. Now, here's what it would sound like to speak on behalf of anger, right? You're getting a little heated. Tensions are starting to run high. Listen, I'm noticing I'm starting to feel angry and I don't think I'm going to be able to participate constructively in this conversation right now. I'm going to excuse myself until I can calm down and we can have a more constructive conversation. And then you leave. You exit the room, right? So you're taking command. You're saying, I'm going to lose it right now. I'm noticing that I'm angry, but you're saying that from a calm place inside. Here's an example if you're feeling sad. Sometimes when we feel sad, we kind of sink into the sadness. And when we speak from it, the other people around us don't know exactly how to help us. So it might sound something like this. I don't really care what we do. I I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Now, imagine you spoke on behalf of that sadness and you said something like this. Listen, I'm noticing I'm feeling really sad. I'm just kind of down and discouraged. So I don't really know how to make plans tonight. Could you help me figure out a good plan that honors the fact that I'm actually feeling really discouraged, right? And so suddenly you've invited that other person into helping support you in that feeling versus speaking from it. When you focus on an emotion and differentiate from it, you remind yourself that this is just one part of who you are. It's not the whole story. You are not only your anger. You are not only your depression. You are not only your anxiety. It's a way of reminding yourself, there's a part of me that's angry. There's a part of me that's really sad. There's a part of me that's really anxious. It might even feel like a really big part of me. Sometimes you can only get a paper's width of distance from that emotion. But even just a little bit of distance reminds you that emotion is not all of who you are, right? And so just that little bit of differentiation gives you the ability to speak on behalf of it. Oh man, there's that sadness, there's that anger, there's that anxiety, there's that grief, there's that fear. There it is, right? I see it. It's out here in front of me now. It's not just all coursing through me. And I can invite you in to see it with me too. This is what's happening, right now inside of me. I have a name for this feeling. This feeling is present in this conversation, right? And so then that becomes a healthier way of communicating with other people, which increases the likelihood that you'll be heard and understood, right? It's really different when you say, listen, I'm feeling sad today and it's informing how I make decisions. Someone else is probably going to respond to that with some empathy, right? Or when you say, listen, I'm starting to get angry. I need you to know this. That other person has been cued that if they continue with that behavior, you're going to be angry. Now, they may continue with that behavior because they don't care, but then that's on them. You've alerted them to your emotional state. And finally, it enhances trust. You are able to trust yourself because you're able to articulate the emotion that you're experiencing. You build trust with that emotion. You honor it right? You create a space for it without being taken over by it. So learning to focus on an emotion and speak on behalf of it is critical 
to emotional health. The process of focusing on an emotion leads us right into this second step. These two steps really go hand in hand, and that is the step of befriending. When you focus on an emotion, you name the emotion without shame. And when you name without shame, you are able to take it one more step and befriend that emotion. You're welcoming in that emotion. You're extending hospitality to it. And this is radical. I'm convinced that this process of learning to befriend your emotions and extending hospitality toward them is the essence of transformation. It unleashes a radical act of healing and transformation when we surrender to that moment and say, oh my goodness, I don't want to be angry, but I am. Here you are, anger. Because what we're doing is we're honoring our God-given design. This is the way God designed us. He designed us to have these emotions as cues to help us navigate through life. Right, And so when we notice those emotions without shame and befriend them, we are honoring our God-given design, and we are surrendering to the truth of that moment. I am anxious. I wish I wasn't, but I am. I can name that. I can take a look at it without shame. I can even extend compassion to that anxious part of myself. This is radical stuff. This is gospel love. This is the way Christ enters in and loves every part of who we are. When we get to that point where we can notice that we're anxious and we can be present to that anxiety inside our own souls with radical self-compassion, that part of me is anxious right now. I don't hate that part of me. In fact, I welcome that part of me. It's there for a reason. It's part of my God-made self And I'm going to extend the compassion of Christ to that part of me. That anger that is present to me right now, that is a part of who I am. I'm aware of that anger. I can extend the compassion of Christ to that part of me that's feeling that way. This is beautiful, deep, transformative love. This is not saying it's okay for me to go act out and be a jerk out of that part of me. I am not saying that. I am saying that when you begin to name these different feelings without shame and extend the compassion of Christ to these different parts of yourself, you will transform. You will experience the love of Christ so deep within your soul that you have no choice but to be transformed. I don't know any other way to put it, but that this is gospel transformation. When you begin to extend the compassion of Christ, even to the parts of yourself that you don't like. I drink so much water every day, and it is so important to me to make sure that my water, of all things, is as clean and pure as possible. And that's why I'm so thrilled that this podcast is sponsored by AquaTrue. AquaTrue is a water purifier that uses a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. That's a fancy way of saying that the water goes through a very thorough filtering process. AquaTrue removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. The countertop purifier is so easy to set up and works with no installation. It just makes you feel so great to know that you're drinking pure, clean water throughout the day without all the plastic waste. It's time to get peace of mind with AquaTrue. Today, my listeners receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code BESTOFYOU at checkout. 
Plus, AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. One last time, that's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use code BESTOFYOU. I am always looking for ways to save time and money while also maximizing health benefits, and that's why I am thrilled to have discovered Thrive Market. Thrive Market is my go-to for all my grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online and quickly shipped to my doorstep is just unbeatable. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and I can easily use their on-site filters to get really specific about what matters to me. For example, I can filter out low sugar, non-dairy, gluten-free, any of those very specific dietary needs that anyone in your family might have. And as a Thrive Market member, I save money on every single grocery order. On average, I save about 30% each each time. And best of all, when you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join and they give a membership away. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash best of you for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash best of you. Thrivemarket.com slash best of you. I want you to imagine those parts of you that have given you so much trouble. Maybe it's the part of you that just so desperately wants to numb or shut down, or maybe it's the part of you that just cannot let go of a grudge or resentment. Maybe it's the part of you that just compares all the time. Maybe it's your inner critic that just beats you up. I want you to imagine that part of you as another human, right? Someone in the world that has just been so beaten down and beaten up and criticized by others that it is just barely hanging on by a thread, right? This is a part of you that has just received no love, no care, no loving kindness, no compassion. And can you imagine extending the love of God and the compassion of Christ to this part of you that the world has despised and that, frankly, you have often despised, that you have wished this part of you would just go away and you feel like this part of you causes all of your problems. What if this part of you is in need of your care? What if this part of you is in need of the compassion of Christ. And as you begin to extend that kind of radical hospitality to the parts of yourself that you don't like, you will experience deep transformation inside. You move from a state of self-condemnation where you are just constantly beating yourself up and judging yourself and condemning yourself, which is a state that so many of us live in. You move from that state of self-condemnation to a place of warm, welcoming hospitality. I see you there, anger. It's okay. You can have a seat at this table. I'm not going to let you take over. I'm not, because there's more to me than you, but you are welcome to have a seat at this table. I see you there, fear. I get it that you're here. You are welcome. You get to have a seat at this table too. I am not going to let you take me over, but you can be here. 
you serve a function for me, and I'm glad that you're here. I see you there, that part of me that just wants to indulge on all the food and all the drink, just wants to have lots and lots of fun and not think about the hard stuff. I get it. I see you there. I'm not going to let you take over either because we also have these other parts of us. But you get to have a seat at this table. And you know what? I see you there, sadness. I see you there, grief. You are precious parts of who I am. And you get to be here too. And I'm going to care for you. And I'm going to welcome you in too. You are each cherished, valuable members of my internal family. And you each get to be here at the seat of this table of my life. And I'm going to care for you in partnership with God's Spirit. You are welcome. I extend to each of you the compassion of Christ. And as you begin to relate to these different parts of your soul from this place of compassion, Notice what happens inside. These different emotions, they start to soften. They don't feel so extreme. These parts of you feel seen and heard. Okay, you notice that I'm feeling a little sad or you notice I'm feeling a little anxious. Okay, that's all I really wanted. I just wanted that validation. But I don't have to get so big to get your attention, right? And these different parts of you, they start to soften just a little bit. And instead of these extreme polarizations inside where you just feel the extremes of the emotions, you start to just notice a beautiful vitality, right? Just a textured complexity of, I have a lot of different parts of me. One moment I'm sad, one moment I'm joyful, one moment I'm so mad. And then the next moment I'm kind of laughing about it, right? Because this is what it means to be alive. This is what it means to be a multifaceted human made in God's image. We are meant to experience the whole range of emotions. We're complex beings. We can experience a couple of different emotions at the same time, right? And as we tend to those emotions, each one being granted a beautiful place at the table, we become more whole. And, you know, sometimes one of those emotions needs more care than another. Sometimes we're really hurting. And then those other emotions come in and help out because a part of us has been really hurt. So, all right, let's talk about how to deploy some healthy anger to set a healthy boundary with someone who hurt us. Maybe we're feeling really fearful and the rest of our family needs to get on board and be like, man, she's scared. What can we do to help bring her some encouragement? Maybe that fun-filled part of me needs to help that fearful part of me remember that she's not alone, that there's more to us than just fear, right? And you start to tell the story of all of who you are, not just any one single one of these parts. This is what it means to extend hospitality to all the parts of your soul. We do not change and become more whole in the context of criticism and self-condemnation. That is not the gospel message. We change and we become more whole in the context of Christ's compassion. And it starts with learning to extend that radical transformational compassion to the parts of your own soul, even the parts of your own soul that you don't like. I'm telling you, this is powerful transformation. What is a part of you that you've hated, 
that you've tried to will away, that you have criticized and judged and condemned. I want you to consider inviting that part of you to have a seat at the table of your soul and to extend the love of Christ even to that part of you most in need of God's love and Christ's compassion. When Jesus said, I'm telling you to love your enemies, let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer, for then you are working out your true selves, your God-created selves. That's from Matthew 5, 43 through 45, the message version. What if Jesus meant to extend that radical compassion to the parts of you that feel like your enemies? Now, listen, remember, Jesus is no fool. We talked about this back in the episode on turning the other cheek. We don't extend love to our enemies out of a position of being doormats. We extend love to our enemies because love is transformational and powerful. It's our most powerful weapon. Always remember that when we extend love and compassion to these parts of ourselves that are giving us a hard time, we are saying, I see you. I see what you're doing. I'm not stupid. I'm not naive. I see what's going on here. And I love you so much that I'm going to sit here with you until you trust me and until you see that I have nothing but good for you. But you have to do it in relationship to the one who made you and the one who knows you and the one who wants what's best for you. That's the power of love. Now, listen, our external enemies, sometimes they do not want to sit with us and be transformed by the power of God. And then we got to send them on our way. But those internal parts of us, we have a lot of power to say, I am willing to do what it takes to be with you and to hear you out and to hear all about how much pain you've experienced until you are ready to be transformed all the way from the inside out. Imagine what it's like to sit with a child who's acting out. What do they need the most from you? Any child who's acting out needs to feel connected to you before they will receive your correction. It is the exact same with the parts of our soul. Those parts need to experience connection to you and to the God who made you before they will receive correction. And so it's a process of saying to the part of your own soul, I see you. I see what's going on with you. I am not going to leave you. You cannot push me away. You cannot scare me away. I will sit here with you long enough until you experience enough of my compassion that you trust me to help you go about this in another way. You see, these parts need our compassion. We change in the context of compassion and connection, not in the context of criticism and condemnation. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of The Best of You. It would mean so much if you take a moment to subscribe. You can go to Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts and click the plus or follow button. That will ensure you don't miss an episode and it helps get the word out to others. While you're there, I'd love it if you leave your five-star review. I look forward to seeing you back here next Thursday. And remember, as you become the best of who you are, 
You honor God, you heal others, and you stay true to your God-given self.